0: Welcome to the Access Youth Podcast. We believe in the youth. What's going on, everybody? We are on the Zoom. I am with my lovely wife. Welcome to Access Youth Online. In the chats right now, just get hype wherever you are at. If you are on the bathroom, sitting on the toilet, or if you are in your room, in your living room, on your computer, on your phone, wherever you are at, just right now, get hype in the comments. Throw down all the emojis. We're going to have a very good night. And and right now, um, as we are uh, on right now, we are, I'm with my lovely wife, babe, I love you. And Um, I appreciate you. And you are just the best wife on the planet. And so I love you, babe. It's good to see you.
1: Ah, thank you. I love you too, babe. You're doing such a good job with the youth.
0: Aw, I am so um, blessed to have a partner just like you to be doing this with. So yeah. let's just get started. are uh, We are having a brand, we're starting a brand new series titled Youth Versus. So right now in the comments, just just comment youth versus. And this series is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be super cool. But for the next two weeks, we're going to have a conversation just like we're doing tonight that is recorded. And we are going to have a conversation on different topics and issues that we feel that the youth, the youth of our culture is facing today. We're going to have some special guests that are a part of these conversations. And so it's going to be super dope. It is going to be filled with a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight on what is happening in our culture and how we can respond to a lot of different topics and issues that are happening right now in our world. And so tonight is going to be our intro to this entire series. So... Let's begin this conversation, baby. Let's start. Let's, let's do this.
1: Yeah. Well, first, welcome all of our new friends here that have joined us. Maybe it's your first time hanging out with us. We're super excited to have you. Uh, so if this is your first time, don't be shy. Uh, drop a comment. Let us know that you're here. <laughs> Let us know that you're with us and that you're hanging out. We would love to get yeah. to know and connect with you. We have got tons and tons of exciting things coming up so make sure you stay tuned and i'm really happy to be here with you guys yeah jumping into this new series um if you notice on the graphic there's like a blank little line and every week is going to be filled in with that new topic of conversation and kind of so today it's just kind of like an intro we're just letting you guys know our heart behind this why we you know thought youth first blank what 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 got us thinking and what kind of motivated us and we really just want you to walk away tonight empowered and feeling really excited about your future and the generation that you are a part of gen z is kind of the topic conversation that's what they're calling you if you didn't know you have a name and it's gen z um and so we're really excited just to kind of lay the groundwork of what's happening um and i think just Talking about just the idea of like verse, you know, us versus them, youth versus blank, really exciting because there's kind of this underlying like thought of, we believe that you can not only like enter these territories of difficult conversations in the world, But you actually have the ability to make a change you have the ability to win against these hard things and we believe that no matter your age or your grade that you have something to say about these topics and because you have something to say about them there's something you can do about them too and so we believe that you're not just gonna be you know having conversations or just listening you know on youtube but that you can actually walk away And this coming school year, start making changes or start making changes right now within your family or summer with your hanging out with your friends. Uh, So we believe you have the ability to not just have these tough conversations, but you can actually make a difference, make a change that I think some some um, scholars put it this way. Gen Z is the most under challenged generation. Hmm. And that's so true that I think sometimes we look at Gen Z and we think, you know, you know, they're so young or all these punks are just on their phones all the time. Their screen time is way up. All they do is make TikTok dances and, you know, they, they, I'm not sure if they have any, anything to say about these hard topics. And for us, you know, access, I know Jesus and I, we've been talking about this, like, no, like Gen Z has the most potential ever. And they're actually the largest population on earth right now is Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool is, you know, Gen Z is going to shape the the life that we raise our kids in, babe. Like, our children will live in a world that is shaped by the generation right now. Right. And that's just right. mind-boggling to right. me. That's so crazy that, is crazy. you know, our little baby's going to be growing up in a world that Gen Z has created. And so yep. we believe in the youth. And we yep. believe that you, as a youth, can overcome, tackle yeah. and beat some of these topics that we're talking about
0: yeah yeah that's so good babe um like Olivia said you know we believe that you can not only go to battle with our culture but you will win yes the youth will win in the battle against the things that are happening in our culture today um, yes. the youth will win just right now in the chats comment the youth will win I want yeah. to end this, this conversation. You
1: the win! I like that.
0: Scripture, First Timothy chapter four verse twelve says this: Don't let anyone think less of you, yes, because you are young. Yes. Be an example to all believers in what you say, mm. in the way you live, in your love, your yes. faith, and your purity. Babe, you said it so well. Um, the world that our kids are gonna be living in is the world that is going to be created, the culture that is gonna be created by the generation that is right now.
1: Yeah, right now. And, and I think so, some people ca- yeah. say you know, they're the next generation. They are not the next generation. Nope. Nope. They are the now generation.
0: Yeah, they are the now generation, exactly. Right, right now, they are influencing our culture. Right now, they are um, making an impact. Um, making a difference in what's happening in our culture right now, e- either negatively or positively. Mm-hmm.
2: And we believe
0: that the students, the youth, will win. The youth will influence our culture in a positive way. They will, Im- they will stand out for Jesus. They will be a light on a-, on a hill. They will stand out in our culture today, and they will create a culture that is living for Jesus. Mm-hmm. We will believe the youth Will win, and, and so it's just so interesting that in Timothy, um, you know, he's telling, uh, I believe the letter that he wrote, I think it was actually to uh, a church. Um, yeah. And he's saying that, don't think, don't think, uh, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young.
2: Yeah. I think that, it,
0: that the youth has uh, a lot to add and to bring to the table.
1: Mm-hmm
0: doesn't just because they are young it doesn't mean that they don't have anything to bring to the table right
1: right 100 percent.
0: just because they are in eighth grade seventh grade ninth grade doesn't mean that they can't uh influence our culture doesn't mean they can't make a difference in our culture doesn't mean they can't uh, doesn't mean that we can't learn from the people that are uh younger the people that are in uh, their generation and so yeah
1: yes no that's so good yeah because um the, the scripture you're referring to, you know, when when the author's saying, don't let them look down on you because you are young, they're not talking to an, an older audience, right? The only reason that the author would be writing a statement, like, don't let them look down on you because you're young, because his audience is full of young people.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that's just such like, that's such a cool clue in the Bible that God God has always used youth. He's always used young people. Yeah, And I, I think of like, Church figures today, I mean, T.D. Jakes, Carl Lentz, Judah Smith, you know, people we watch and listen to and learn from, you know, they're older, they're more seasoned, they're in their 40s.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's such a beautiful picture of just like the journey God has taken them on. But there's something to be said about the youth, you know, your young age, whether you're in sixth grade or you're a young adult, you're 23, you know, wh- whatever kind of youth we're referring to, I think God's always been a God that uses young people you know even all through scripture we see david i I picture david as like a 40 year old like buff guy but he was actually so young like many scholars say that he was a teenager it's crazy there's people like ruth ruth in the bible she was young um she you know if you've ever if you've never read the book of ruth you should it's really really great book she's a a young woman who changed uh the narrative for an entire family Hmm um it's just it's just so cool how even joseph i don't know forget about joseph like came to my head randomly but uh, joseph um you know he was the guy that wore the colorful robe if you've never heard about him um look him up or you know connect with one of our leaders such a great powerful book about just the signs and miracles of god and he was a young dude just hanging out doing his thing you know i don't maybe he might not have even been like 21 but It's just so cool to see in the Bible that historically speaking, God has always used young people. So why is it, you know, today that, I mean, even for us, you know, we're 23 years old and we get intimidated like, oh, we're young, don't know what we're talking about. Uh, And I, I remember in high school and middle school feeling the same thing. You know, I'm young. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I just wonder how that translated. Like God has been a God who you, who used anyone that was available. So sure. why is it in 2020 that we feel like we can't, you know, we can't be used. We're too young. We are we don't have a driver's license. We don't have a full-time job. We don't even have a credit card or we don't even have a debit card, you know? Right. And it's kind of like, why do those things intimidate us when yeah. God used young teenagers to shape the course of history in, wow. in scripture? And so, I don't know, I think just the feeling of I'm not good enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm too young, I think that you will always have that feeling. I don't know, babe, I know we've talked about, you know, for us, having that feeling sometimes pop up. Yeah. And it's kind of like, when are we going to feel like, you know, not, when are we going to feel like we're enough? Or when are we going to feel like we're old enough, or wise enough, smart enough? And what I've just heard is, I don't think you ever really grow out of that feeling you know, and so if you're watching this, don't, don't be intimidated, you know, with the feelings like you're not smart enough or old enough or whatever, whatever, maybe your background, your family background is intimidating for you to make a difference. Uh, Don't let those things get to you. Don't let those things hold you back as we have all these hard conversations and just how you can make a difference. Don't let those things hold you back because chances are uh, those feelings will still creep up in your life in your 20s and your 30s. And so, If we wait to feel like we can do something, we will never feel like we can do it, you know? We'll never be able to if we keep waiting on that feeling to change. And so I know that's just – it can be intimidating, you know? But I just think even for me looking back, I'm like, I felt nervous in high school. I still feel nervous now. Like, if I would have just waited to feel better, who knows how long, you know, I would be waiting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's really good, babe. That's good stuff. Come on, right now, get hype and – um. Show some love to my lovely wife who is on here with us. Isn't she just amazing? I love you, babe. In your little Starbucks yes. coffee cup. Yes.
1: My water. Stay hydrated, people.
0: Yes. Stay hydrated, folks. Okay. Um, I I love the fact that um, you said that really God uses anyone who is available, yes. and and it is really interesting that the Bible has used a lot of young uh people a lot of uh really huge characters uh, within the bible uh god used at a very young age and and so i i feel like we can learn a lot from the youth um you know i think sometimes we feel like we can only learn from people that are older but that's not true like we can learn from people that are young and i think that's, i think because because this this we they are living in a different world they are living in a different um they are li- yeah they're living in a different world than that we lived in when we, when we were at their age um and so they are learning right now a lot of different things that we didn't learn um and a lot of it has to do with social media um you know they they're living in an information uh, culture and information generation is what they call gen z um they have so much information available to them Uh, because of social media and so I think that uh, people our age people older than us can learn a lot from the youth because they're living in a different world than we lived in.
1: Yeah they are living I 100% agree with everything you said yeah information generation and just instead of I think like being I don't know scared of like that new world that Gen Z is living in just being excited that that they are paving the way for a future world. I know for a lot of Gen Z, they don't know what it's like growing up without internet. And for me personally, I don't really know what it's like growing up without internet. Yeah. You know, we're on the, me and you, as we're talking about this, and me yeah. and you are on like the border of millennial and Gen Z. Like our yep. birthday, 1997. Yeah. It's right. If you look at, at two different blogs, one blog will say 1997 is millennial. The next blog will say 1997 is Gen Z. Like we are right on the border. So we, I feel like we see both sides. A lot of our friends are millennials,
2: yeah. but
1: you know, a lot of the people we love and love to hang out with and be crazy with are Gen Z. And, um, and so it's just crazy to think that this new world really revolves around social media technology, you know, you are connected to Wi-Fi that's connected to the app on your phone that you're sitting and scrolling on to the, and it's connected to the World Wide Web.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that's, a, that's such a new world. It's such a new thing to think about that, um, you know, I think there was a statistic that said 35%, something, it was in the 30, like 35% of Gen Z as they're scrolling on social media, when they see photos of other people's lives, it leaves them feeling like they're not enough. Mm. It leaves them feeling dissatisfied with their life. Mm. But when a boomer is on social media scrolling, we have, we have our, our boomer grandmas, drop a comment if your grandma's on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer, yeah. We, all, we love our aunts and our grandmas. They're all on Facebook causing a ruckus and all that. But when, they, when they're scrolling on social media, only about 5% of boomers are actually affected by what they see on social media. That means when they see someone buy a new car, Mm. when they see someone with like amazing fitness goals they've achieved or any of those like trigger things, they are like 30% less likely to be internally affected by those things than Gen Z is affected. I think that just goes to show that with this new world, as exciting as it is, it's a little bit scary and that's why we have to have these tough conversations like we're like you decided to do with this series youth vs. blank because you know things are things are scary there are hard things that come with a new yeah. world that's around us it's, just, it's crazy to think that when i scroll you know i'm 35 percent of people who are like me when they scroll they leave social media feeling like bleh mm. you know but 5% of boomers, when they leave social media, they, they forgot what they looked at. They move on with their life. They're happy, fine and dandy. And, you know, that that goes into comparison and that goes into just, like, how we spend our time and all that stuff. But, you know, that's why we have to have these tough conversations is because, you know, being in a new world does create more anxiety, more fear, more stress. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns still with technology and social media and how that affects us psychologically. Um, and, and, you know, it, it is hard. As exciting as as it is, it, it is very scary. Um, social media and just the technology world, you know, I know we're going to talk about even like forms of bullying and things like that. Like that has escalated, you know, on social media with private DMs and Snapchats that disappear and cyberbullying, and all that stuff. You know, what we have to be the, you know, the youth today has to be the people to say you know, enough is enough. I don't want, I don't want to create that kind of world. Yep. And so that's what my hope and prayer is, babe, just as we're talking about this is yep. that, you know, our, our students and the people yep. watching would be inspired to, to do more and to take care of the world that
0: they're creating. Yeah, because I think that, um, like you said, they are paving the way. Um, for what's to come, the culture that we're going to live in is going to be created by the generation right now. You know, a lot of our, uh, you know, engineers, a lot of our doctors, a lot of our pastors, a lot of our leaders are going to be uh, the people that are in this generation right now. Gen- yeah. you're going to be uh, students. You're going to be in that position. You're going to be in that um, office. You're going to be, and you're going to be um, leading the way right now. You are creating the culture. That you are going to live in one day, and, and as as leaders for Jesus, we have to make sure that we're leading the way positively, spiritually. Um, mm-hmm. We're setting an example, right? Like Timothy had said, to set the example by how we live in our faith and in our purity. And so, even with social media, right? There's a lot of negative things that can come with social media, but to be able to have social media is it's actually one of the most powerful tools
2: yes. that
0: Gen Z has because they're able to not only get all this information but they're able to lead the way um, you know as an influencer as yes. a, someone who has a platform someone who has social media someone who's on Instagram and Twitter um, right now I'm just been, I'm so proud of all of the students that have been uh, stepping up and taking a stand uh, on racism right now the the things that are happening right now. And yeah, you know, th- there's more to social media and, and, and it goes beyond that and change has to happen um, beyond that. But um, I think just, I just think that social media is such a powerful tool and that you guys have um, that you guys can use to make a positive impact, to lead the way in our culture. Um, and so, yeah.
1: That's such a good point. Cause I didn't, you know, when we, when me and you first had Facebook or Instagram, uh, if you guys go to my profile is, and scroll all the way do. down and look at my first couple Instagram posts, <laughs> they were so cringy, so cringy with like the really weird filters that were really trendy that uh, were already in Instagram, you know, like those basic like yellow Those filters. weird
0: filters? Oh my God.
1: Yeah, that Instagram had and like everyone would only use Instagram filters. So weird. But we never had, you know, we had social media, but it's it's much more powerful today than it than it ever was when me and you first jumped on it. Instagram really kind of became popular for me, like freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. Now yeah. Instagram is popular for kids who are in fifth grade, you know so it it has changed a lot, and we we never had that powerful of a tool me and you we We never had this kind of like opportunity online to really create something great to really like you said, spread awareness, Black Lives Matter to talk about hard things and all that stuff. And that is the biggest advantage I think Gen Z has is yeah. social media. And it what's so cool about social media, it's free to create an account. Like you can make a difference in the world by signing up. As long as you got an email, you're straight. You know, you can yeah, sign up, and, up. Yeah, you can sign up for whatever. As long as your parents say you can, don't be sneaking Amen. around. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, Yeah, and so there's just one more stat that I wanted to share really quickly before we we wrap up. And it was this, 4% of Gen Z are biblically literate. Mm. Yeah, biblically literate, meaning they are aware that the Bible is what it says it is. They believe Jesus is who he says he is. And they are somewhat regularly in a church service. Only 4%. 4% of Gen Z has come to, to some encounter with Jesus. And the biblically literate meaning they they they've heard of Noah's ark. They've heard of Abraham. They know that Genesis is the first book of the Bible. Like these even these basic things to be literate in scripture, only 4% of Gen Z is and that to me, babe, wow. like when I, when, I, when I read that, I just immediately thought of you. And I was like, wow, like what Jesus is doing is what we need to shape the new world we're in. And I wanted to share that statistic because you know, if you're watching this, I want your heart right now to break for your generation. I want you to feel absolutely responsible to do something about, yeah the big issues in this world, racism, human trafficking,
2: um,
1: you know, the, the lustful idea of sexuality, um, success and money and all of these things that have corroded our culture. I want you to feel responsible to do something about it because only 4% of your generation knows who Jesus is and can somewhat believe he is who he says he is only 4%. That means 96% of the new world that's emerging does not know Jesus or is not illiterate with the Bible. Mm. Isn't that crazy? You that's know, crazy. We, we talk about the millennial generation and we, I'm sure some of you guys even have, you know, older siblings who left the church. They grew up in the church, but maybe they left the church. We had this whole spiel in church about how we can't lose people. We want to get back, you know, some of the, the millennials that we lost. That was a really huge generational loss. But what we see now with Gen Z is hmm. they were just never in church to begin with. Wow. It's not that we lost Gen Z. We, we, we never had them as a church.
2: Hmm.
1: And that's almost more disheartening than the first scenario. Yeah. But as we talk about these things, I just really, I wanted to leave everyone kind of with that stat because something has to be done with these problems we're going to be talking about. We, we yeah. have to be people of change. We have to take responsibility for these things and we, we have to be the people to create a new world. And with only 96, well, with 96% of Gen Z not knowing who Jesus is, I mean, our, our work's cut out for us. Yep. You take 96% Yeah, and Put that statistic percentage in your school. That's almost everyone in your school.
0: That's sad. That's sad. Crazy.
1: It, it's really, really, really crazy. When I, I, I didn't know that until earlier today when I was doing some research for our conversation. I was like, wow, wow. That, that's, that's huge. And so more than ever, Gen Z doesn't just need to even put up a black square. We need to be actively building God's kingdom you know we have to not just stick up for things that are right we have to be preaching the gospel to people we have to be you know my mom I love my mom she reminded me of this this week she said if we're not people if we're not pointing people to Jesus we're pointing them in the wrong direction and that just applies for anything in life if your message does not come down to Jesus yeah. And pointing them in the wrong direction. It's right. So I just, my heart is that the people watching this and just even the people in, you know, our youth group, even some of our young adults, that uh, they would just have a burden to, to do something about that statistic. 96% of people don't know, never heard, maybe never heard of him, never been to a church, literally like biblical literacy means like they've probably never been inside a church. Like a lot of these kids, a lot of these students, a lot of these young adults, we've we walked inside a church before. Like that's great, like we live in America. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that's so good, babe. And I think you said it really well. Um, we, need to ta- we need to take responsibility. Um, and, and students, we don't want you guys to feel, um, to guilty feel bad. guilty really. or to feel really bad. But guys, we do have a task. We do have a mission. Um and we have uh, a gospel to preach and, and, and you know Jesus is going to do the heavy lifting. Jesus is going yes. to do the heavy uh, the work, um but we have to be available because God mm-hmm. wants to use us and and students, yes. God wants to use you right now because you're creating the culture that that you are going to live in one day. and we want that culture to be filled with with people coming to church, people coming to know Jesus, people coming not to just stand up for what is wrong but to but we want to stand up for the gospel at the end of the day people need to know jesus people need to have a relationship with him and if we're not doing that and you know then what are we really doing yeah day we're just pointing people away from jesus and so that's that's our heart students uh we believe that the youth will win um, that you guys not only have the ability to to go to battle with these different things, with these different issues and topics that are uh, that are going on in our culture, but we believe that the youth will win the battle against our culture because yep. we're paving the way right now. We're creating the culture that we are going to live in, and and so the youth. We believe in you. We believe yep. in the youth. We believe there is so much leadership potential in all of you guys, and and so. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Access Youth. Uh, And thank you for tuning into this conversation. We are so excited to continue this new series titled Youth Versus. Uh, Yes. I believe that the youth will win the battle against our culture. Baby, this was fun. This was good. Um, You are so wise. And thank you for uh, just being a part of this conversation. And I'm excited for what's to come.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having having me. I love you all so much. I'm so excited for this a series of conversations going to be so good. Um, my series just went off, as I'm saying, series of conversations. <laughs> uh, yeah, so before we head out, um, I can pray for us and you know, just pray a blessing over everyone watching this as we maybe are, you know, talking about some things that are going to be hard and going to be real. Uh, yep. just for God's favor, God's blessing. You know, God would give us all practical ways to create a new, powerful, beautiful, and Jesus-like world. Yeah, yeah. Dear Lord, I just lift up all of the students that are watching. I pray, Lord, that you would just fill them with your love, God. You would fill them just with a sense of peace and a sense of knowing that you have given them everything they need, God, to live out. The plan that you have dreamed over their life, that they aren't lacking anything, that they aren't too young or too dumb, God, that you want to use them where they're at right now. You want to use their full, natural, authentic self, God, to change the world, to literally see people come to know you, to move from death to life. And so we just pray over the series, God, that you would give us wisdom, you'd give the speakers wisdom as we navigate through these talks. And I just lift up Access Youth as a whole. God, I lift up all of the schools in Charlotte and the schools in Eat Rapids and Olivet and Potterville, Lord. I just pray that this school year, we would see more people come to know you. We would see more people come to Christ, Lord. Even during a world pandemic and even during a modern civil rights movement, God, we would see more people come to know you. God, that your church would shine in the darkest times of history, God, we wouldn't be afraid to shine, we wouldn't be afraid to use our voices, God, that we would really make a change in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen, amen. Right now in the chats, just comment, amen. Um, just come on, give Jesus some praise yes. in the comments right now. Jesus is so good and, and God is moving, God is working right now in our culture and God is going to use us God is using you, student. God is using you, 7th grader, 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader. We believe that uh, God is working and God is moving in us, uh, and we're going to lead the way for our generation and the generations to come. Uh, Access Youth, we love you. We hope that all of you were encouraged by this conversation. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Access Youth Podcast. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired today.